Good morning for Wednesday, November 10th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page this morning. New York City schools leader ends an eight-year run. The U.S. says lies used in Holocaust fund fraud. And President Obama criticizes plans by Israel for settlements. In some of today's national news, scrutiny is taking its toll on a for-profit college. Huge bubbles of energy are found at the center of the galaxy, and GOP officials are maneuvering to oust their leader. In today's business headlines, amid turmoil, investors seek cover in gold. The stage is set for showdown on online privacy, and in a running coal battle, a new round starts in Virginia. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Sharon Otterman. It's titled, New York City Schools Leader Ends Eight-Year Run. Joel Klein, who presided over a radical reorganization of the New York City school system and drew praise and criticism for efforts to raise test scores and hold teachers accountable for them, resigned on Tuesday as chancellor after an unprecedented eight years in the job. Mayor Michael Bloomberg appointed Kathleen Black, the chairwoman of Hearst Magazines, as Klein's successor. Black will be the first woman to head the nation's largest school system with a $23 billion budget, 135,000 employees, and 1 million students. The decision was also noteworthy because Black, 66, has no educational background in keeping with Bloomberg's preference for executives from the business world. Because of that, she will need a waiver from the state education department. Klein, who had also been a media executive, was granted one when he took over in 2002. Klein, who had long planned to serve only through two mayoral terms, made his decision in the last few days after landing a job as an executive vice president at News Corporation. The decision was whether to stay to the end or to give somebody else a chance, he said in an interview. I'm 64 years old now and want to have the opportunity to do something new. Klein can make many claims about the successes of his tenure, including rising test scores and graduation rates, and the initial makings of an objective system to evaluate teachers in schools. The truth of those claims and their chances at having a lasting impact will be debated in the months and years to come. His detractors argue that the test scores were inflated, that parents went unheeded, and that teachers were derided and marginalized. But the very robustness of the debate is testament to the fact that Klein did deliver on a central promise to challenge orthodoxies, shake up the status quo, and risk dislike in the name of progress. Did he stir things up? Bloomberg said Tuesday. You betcha, that was the job, and the great beneficiaries of that stirring were our children. Klein benefited from two historic conditions. He was the first chancellor appointed by the mayor, and as such was answerable only to him, which gave him power and security. And he was part of, and widely considered a leader in, a national effort for greater accountability and public education shared across partisan lines. Klein said he did not make a final decision until last week when he was offered the job at News Corp, a hire that puts a respected official with Democratic credentials, he was a top antitrust lawyer in President Bill Clinton's Justice Department, in the executive suite at Rupert Murdoch's conservative-leaning news media giant. A person familiar with the negotiations at News Corporation said Klein would be charged with pursuing entrepreneurial ventures that catered to the educational marketplace.